Welcome to the afterthought section of Well That Fucked Me Up with Luke and Kyle. <laughs> we did it, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, goodness gracious me, should we just dive straight into to Rhiannon's story? Um, woof. <laughs> I was, so obviously I wasn't on that one, but uh, I was listening to it when I was jogging. I had to stop, bro. Like, I was like, Wow. It's an absolute jaw dropper. And it's and it's real. It's that happened. Um yeah. there's some there's some amazing news pieces about that on the interweb. Um talk about your life as you know it being completely turned upside down in the blink of an eye. I mean, because I was, I was trying to put myself in her, her thoughts. Yeah, her, her, her mind. Like you're, you're doing some mundane thing and then bam, you're in this situation and you're right. She's like Jason Bourne. She's like, all right, turn the left and the right. That was incredible that she had the wherewithal to be like knowing that she could, she heard that she was moving out of town. She heard that she was yeah. going to a more open space. It's just the wherewithal to. Yeah. To no, just I, but at the same time, she said she froze and everything changed in the, in just in that second. She was like, she realized that she was in a car. She'd been blindfolded. She didn't know where she was going. And she just, you, can you imagine what would go through your mind? This guy was hunting. He was hunting. Like a person would hunt like a deer or something, you know? Yeah, it, um, and, and, you know, she mentioned the trial and that he was a, he'd done this before a lot. And it, not to go there, but I, I, I'm about to. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it seems to me to be a similar thing as a serial killer. He was a re- repeat offender and he was systematically going from one person to the next, doing, he knew what he was doing and he was ruining, ruining these these people's lives yeah well and then the bravery it took to be unclothed blindfolded i assume handcuffed yeah to open the door and just be like i'm jumping out it's like jumping out of an airplane it's like well let's just who knows might just get run over yeah well what's amazing kyle is She's telling her story now, and she hasn't been telling her story up until now because it's it's been I get I guess it's been that hard, or it hasn't felt like the right time, or she didn't have the strength. So it's been twenty years, and just her taking us through the evolution of her trauma and the evolution of her recovery was extraordinary. And she she you can hear what seems to me to be the the ingrained fear that that was in that was instilled in her in her voice when she was telling that story specifically when she was talking us through that the events of that day she was trembling yeah. you know I, I know we've talked about this before but like the fallout of you know what these traumatic events where it's is isolating for the victim mm. and you know her parents are away mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't want to speak ill of anybody, but if I think that people, granted, maybe don't know how to like respond to that sort of be like, I feel like most people would be like, what do you need from me? Like, if you just need to sit on the couch and be quiet, you yeah. need to like, you know. Well, she also so that said that, like, that she went through a self, a, a, a place of self-isolation where you're, yeah. you're in shock. You're in complete and utter shock. And you're, you're going through the motions of, of PTSD right off the bat. And that comes in waves and that might not hit you for a, a week or two weeks or a year or 10 years. That is a process. Yeah. And I think anyone who's listening to this, who's been through that sort of ordeal, even, even close to that will understand what damage that kind of traumatic stress does to a human being. It, it resets you completely resets your life. I'd imagine. Yeah. And you have to rebuild and the confidence that you, you lack that you lose and the fear that you gain just from that instant, uh, you, you're never going to be the same again. You can't erase that. You just can't erase it. But you're right, Kyle. It's like the people around you, they don't know often. We've heard this before on previous episodes. They don't know. And they can't be expected to know. But she said now she's found a support group that is there for her. And that's what she needs. People to be there for her. But only now is she, now she realizes that talking about it is the right thing to do. Whereas before she thought that burying it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I feel like when we talk about it, you know, I'm, I'm big into the woo woo stuff. So like, you know, I like shadow work. Right. So I, I, acknowledge my darker side of things my trauma my and if we talk about it we bring it forward mm. it kind of takes our power back yeah you mentioned that with your story you said that it, it you started winning that fight in your mind you you yeah. became all powerful and your and your attacker became the the useless victim you know and he was he yeah. was the piece of shit i think it's important to note that I've been working on timing and situations and when I talk about heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting too. Cause um, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people can handle it in certain, at any given point. So you, yeah, I suppose you yeah. do need to choose your moments, but we'll be putting some information, some helpline information and some more information on Rhiannon and where to find her. Um, if you want to hit her up on Instagram and say hi, and we just commend the courage and the bravery, um, because that really was a, 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 well, that fucked me up situation that just one minute, you know, we talked about this at the beginning when we started this podcast, one minute, your life looks like this. And the next minute it looks like this. You know, it's it's not funny. I knew you were going to say it's funny. You're gonna you're gonna bring a funny anecdote into, into the into the no, story just, of Rhiannon's ordeal. <laughs> I was literally gonna be like, you know, we're we're able to make jokes, but I don't really feel like joking right now after hearing the story. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, Luke. What's your favorite Rocky movie? That's a good one. Probably, probably. Oh, uh, what was the one with Dolph Lundgren in it? Four. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's a winner. Wait, yeah. Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, why are we talking about this? I don't know, to bring some levity to some really... Uh, I thought we were talking about it in 
it in reference to like a comeback story. The chips are down yeah. and everything's against Ooh. you and you feel like there's no hope. There is, there is hope. That's good. You see what I did there? I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving it in. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> Rocky Four is Rocky Four is staying. <laughs> you know, I, I I just wanna say, like, you know, when we get more stories like this and the further along I get this, I feel like is I feel like we've talked about this, we learn about ourselves through other people's experiences and it's kind of a beautiful thing. Ah, oh, that's lovely, Kyle. And it is. And again, um, we thank Rhiannon for the bravery. We thank you guys for yeah. listening, for all your support, for all of our lovely followers and all the notes and messages. And we're really stoked that we can have these conversations and we've opened up these forums for people to, to speak and, and help one another and support each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Kyle. I love you, man. Love you, brother. <laughs>